What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his living room is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. Uh, We have got a passion-filled episode for you guys as the NFL free agency has just started. So... Stay tuned and please enjoy this episode. And before you do that, though, please go and subscribe to the podcast. We are available on all the platforms. And please uh, follow and like and share us on social media at uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Drew Code Sports Talk. So with that being said, let's get started, you guys. Well, thank you for joining us, guys. We always appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, putting us into your day, whether you're listening to this, uh, you know, Friday or you're listening to this Saturday, Sunday or, the, you know, the other days of the week. I'm, I'm not going to go all the way down it, but um, thank you for making us part of your day. Either way, we always appreciate that. So, um, you know, go check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, guys. Uh, it is all at Drew Code Sports Talk. And uh, go check out our website, which is DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. And uh, also check out um, our podcast. So, uh, you know, go subscribe, rate and review. Anything and everything does help. And because Cody's wearing the hat and it reminded me of it. And I actually have my stuff here. Go check out FNXFitness.com. Boom. Showing it. My, My creatine that I got. I was telling you about, Cody. Yeah. This stuff is so good. I'm not I'm not just saying that because they pay me to because they don't. Uh, <laughs> um, no, for real, though, I, I tried this creatine for the first time because uh, I got a dumbbell set, as I, I had told you earlier this week. And um, so I was so excited. I was doing a workout. So I, I was done. Did the creatine. Normally, I get this creatine and it's like sand, like grain type. Mm-hmm. And this creatine is like powder. And so when I threw that in and then I dumped the water in, fantastic, dude. It was like, I, you can't taste the creatine. All the others that I've had, mm-hmm. you can always taste it. And this one's unflavored, uh, which I like mo- uh, which I like more. There are some that you can get flavored, but mm-hmm. um, I, I like the unflavored better. And so I did that and it was phenomenal. I drank it like it was a regular water bottle. Just um, and so then aren't you supposed to take your creatine before you work out? No, you can take it after you can oh. take it before or after. Yeah. Got it. Um, and cause creatine technically is supposed to, it kind of, uh, drains you of your water. So you have to drink a lot of water throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, I, that's why I would take it afterwards because it could dehydrate you. Um, and then, protein that's right i still am on the vanilla one but uh, i have my peanut butter cup one in the uh in the dugout here waiting to be called on deck and then uh, swing for the fences for me that's a little baseball reference to try that one too because you know peanut butter cup is my all-time favorite yeah dude you love the peanut butter cup one i i haven't tried it yet so i'm i'm really looking forward to but i i want to get rid of this vanilla one because i've Mm -hmm. had it for a while but Go check out fnxfitness.com. Cody's wearing the gear. I'm using the supplements. It's great stuff. So, guys, go check it out, please. Um, but uh, let's get into uh, our show. Cody, we've... Oh, 
we've had a lot to talk about. So before we get into everything and before we get all passionate about what is happening, uh, how have you been this week, man? Um, I've, I've been fine this week. It's been a busy week. And so I've, I've been a little bit more tired than, than usual, but it's fine. I think it's the weather. It's been kind of, uh, up and down lately, but, uh, you know, we've exchanged a couple of, uh, passionate polos the last few days with the free agency opening up. So I'm curious, how are you doing? I know that you and the wife went through, uh, uh, a bit of a flu over the weekend. Is that right? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I'll try and make it quick, but, um, basically starting of last week, my daughter was sick, but she had just been on some, uh, new medicine that she, her doctor prescribed her. So we put her on that and they said, it's a real big stomach irritant. So just be aware if her stomach is upset, um, it's probably because of, uh, her medicine. So she got sick. Um, you know, um, well, not to get graphic, but she kind of projectile vomited. And, you know, my wife, though, was like, I think it's just the medicine, you know, um, unfortunately, it really upset her stomach. And and my daughter's always been pretty sensitive to certain things, like if it is going to upset her stomach, like when they say, oh, there's a potential, it basically will. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we just figured it was that. And then um, a couple of days later, my son We're sitting on my couch. We're having fun. We were playing. And then I had him sit right on me. And um, he was fine. He just sat there still, which normally he doesn't. Normally he's kind of wiggly and stuff. And he just kind of sat there still. And I was just like, whatever. He might be tired. And um, so I was just sitting there. And we were just watching. I was watching something. I don't even remember what I was watching. And um, all of a sudden, I hear a weird noise come from my son. And it kind of sounded like he was like burping, but also sounded very liquidy. And so I was like, what is that? That sounded weird. And so I look at my son and I kind of bring him to my face and I'm like, you okay? And he just projectile vomits all over me. Um, And I was like, oh man. And so (laughs) I try and I get up and I try and, um, run to the bathroom he yaks it again and uh basically my son threw up in a whole hour like six seven maybe eight times in one hour and uh for those of you who are not avid listeners or maybe missed that one uh my son is almost nine months not even nine months yet and um so that was really scary. So we called our doctor she said you know what better be on the safe side call the ambulance and send him to uh, Valley Children's Hospital. So that was a little freaky uh, hearing that, even though she was like, oh, we're just being precautious. But it was still like, "Mm, obviously, that's not good. And then when we called the ambulance, they said we're going to treat it like COVID. So we were freaking out that maybe Nadia had COVID, gave it to Cam, and then obviously we're going to get it. So we were a little freaked out by that. I had messaged you at that time because my, my wife was the only one who could go in the ambulance. So I had to follow her. And of course I had like, I was on E. So I actually had to go get gas before I went to the hospital. And, um, so I zoomed to go get gas real quick. I booked it to uh, Valley children's. I actually, got there at the same time that the ambulance did that kind of tells you how fast I was driving. And, um, 
so uh, I text my wife and, and uh, she was like, yeah, we're here in the waiting room. So I try and go in and they're like, oh, sorry, we can only have one parent in here. I was like, in the waiting room? And he goes, yeah. Oh, okay. So I go back outside at my car. I'm calling everyone saying, hey, we had to bring Cam here. It was a big ordeal. Basically comes out and they're saying, oh, it's just a throw up fit. It's just a throw up fit. And I was like, that, no, that's, that's not just a throw up fit. Like that doesn't happen. And so we, um, the next day, you know, kind of checking up on my son, uh, my, uh, my wife's, uh, grandparents came and, and wanted to check in on him. And, uh, my, my wife's grandma was holding him and, um, I was trying, he was, she was like, oh, he feels really warm. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to give him some Tylenol. So I go grab Tylenol and I, I, you got to use that little syringe thing to shoot it in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And the first, first squirt I get in there, he yaks all over her grandma. (laughs) And it was a lot. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I am so sorry. And she's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Get him to the bathroom. So I, I grab him throw him in the bathroom. He yaks it again. So I was like, Oh my God, this is still happening. So we call the doctor again. The doctor basically said, yep, we've had a bunch of kids having projectile vomit, diarrhea, all this stuff. It's a bug that's going around. I was like, why did it take, (laughs) why did we go to a freaking hospital? They're like, Oh, it's whatever. And then we go to our doctor and we have the FaceTime thing. And they're like, and she was like, Oh yeah, it sounds like he's just, he's got a bug. They're like, yeah, just, you know, work him, work him back up to what he normally eats. And I was like, well, I think my daughter had it. She goes, oh, that's where he got it from. It was, yeah, your daughter had it too. And I was like, oh, great. So (laughs) at least it's not COVID. Yeah. So then that night, actually, he threw up one more time and then he has not thrown up since, which thank God. Um, And uh, then on Sunday night or Sunday, my wife wasn't feeling good. She was like, my stomach hurts. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get sick now. And of course, Monday's coming up. And I was like, geez, I don't want to get sick. And so I felt fine the whole day. I probably around four o'clock at night um, where I'm like, well, what do I want for dinner? Because no one else is going to (laughs) eat. So I was like, I'll eat. And all of a sudden, my stomach starts hurting. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to get sick. So um, basically, it was just like a 12-hour thing for me because the next the next day, I woke up. I felt great. I felt fine. My wife was still feeling some effects. My son had been fine. And then my daughter, Nadia, she was fine. So um, we basically got over it, but because of COVID and stuff, we had to miss work for a couple of days and, uh, finally got back and we're, we're all good now, but yeah, it was a crazy, crazy week, man. I was full of emotion. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw me, I, I messaged you and I was in tears cause I didn't know what was going on with my son. And, I mean, uh, truthfully, man, like if, I think anybody, I know I would have, I, there's been plenty of times where my youngest has had to go to the doctor for whatever reason. And, you know, I'm writing, taking her and I'm, I'm a hot mess emotionally, you know, but I think it's us as parents and I don't know for you, but I think we're kind of getting a little bit more on the sensitive side, but who cares? I think for me, like there's always been the stigma as a man 
as a father that you're not supposed to show emotion. It shows weakness. But I don't know, as I've gotten older, I feel like that I feel better when I've let my emotion out and stop keeping it in. I feel like it makes me a, a, you know, the metaphorical tough man isn't not crying. It's letting your emotion out and being okay and, and working through that, you know? And yeah, I think that's, I think the fact that you're doing that just shows that you're emotional, emotionally healthy. And the fact that you're willing to be fearful of your kids' health, you know, that doesn't say anything more than that, you know, any parent would have done the same thing. So, yeah. Well, and you know what I was telling you too, like I felt, I felt bad because I basically scared our whole family like, Oh, you know, our son, my, we had to take my son to the hospital, which is a valid thing to tell them. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I know that, but it's just, then I have to call them. Like everyone's like messaging me and calling me the next day. How's, how's cam? How's cam? Oh, he's fine. It's, you know, and it's like, oh, I felt kind of bad. I freaked out everyone, but you know, it was, and it was funny too. Cause my wife, after we took him to the hospital, we got home around like 4 a.m. And uh, my wife had to wake up in, at 7 to go to work the next day. And I told her to call out. And she was like, no, I'll go. It'll be fine. She's like, I always get out early anyway. And I was like, okay. And that day, she had the longest day that she has ever had at, at her new job so far. It was a full eight-hour day, uh, almost overtime. And <laughs> she was... She had to drive to Oakhurst, which is an hour away from us. Actually, further, she had to go like past Bass Lake. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So she went over there and then had to go into Sanger, which is 30 minutes from us. So from Oakhurst, that's about an hour and a half at least. And then she had to go to Kingsburg, which is another 30, 45 minutes. And then she had to go to Selma. And she said, Selma, like where we went in Selma, it was borderline Hanford. <laughs> so, oh, wow. She, so she was everywhere. So she was in the car a lot. And I was like, were you falling asleep? Because I know if I'm in a long car ride and I'm tired, I'm passing out. She's like, yeah, I was dozing off a couple of times. I was like, oh, well, geez. at least you had that, that chance. So anyway, it was a crazy week. It has been a crazy week. Well, but as far as I know, from our polos, things have been looking up. I mean, you had a, your yeah. first workout in earlier this week and then, yes, you know, the yes. weekend is coming. So, and I got my uh, first shot of the vaccine. So I'm really feeling good. And I felt the effects of it last night. Um, felt really like, like I was going to yak it. And I was like, not this again. <laughs> and I swear to God, I could taste because I told you I had chicken nuggets and I could yeah. taste the nuggets in my throat. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be it. <laughs> and, but, um, my wife told me, yeah, that's, that's an effect for, uh, for the Pfizer. So, yep. you know, just going through all that stuff, but now I feel fine. No issue there. So I'm not going to complain. I got a vaccine and, and that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need I, one more. <laughs> we'll just wait until Jessica tells us that you've turned into the, a zombie from the vaccine. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Here I go, guys. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the long, long thing, but I'm telling you, man, I haven't had a lot of people to talk to about. You're one of them that I was talking to, and I feel bad for bringing it up again, but I'm lonely. <laughs> 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 all right cody let's get uh let's get to the point of why people are here um 
typically what we do, Cody, and, um, you know, we, we go on here, we got topics that we want to hit. Um, you know, I'll think of some questions that we can, that we can, uh, ask. And sometimes, you know, uh, we'll kind of go off the cuff a little bit today. We are going to basically be winging it. And the reason we're doing that is because Cody and I, and as he kind of said earlier, that Cody and I have been messaging each other basically all week on Marco Polo. And if you don't, if you guys don't know what Marco Polo is, it's text, it's FaceTime text messaging. Okay. It's what it is. Um, and um, we just, we, we like to do it, especially when we're driving because it's a lot easier than trying to text. And usually we have a lot to say. So that's what we, that's what we do, but we have been messaging like two, three times in a, well, me mainly, but two, three times in a row um, about like whatever's going on in Raider Nation. And so I feel like it is, I feel like it is something that we should do of just talking real instead of hitting certain points, getting to certain topics. I just feel like we need to, um, yeah, we just need to get into what's going on and how we really feel. Not like we don't, but, you know, typically there are like topics like different Raider topics. But this has been this has been crazy. If you're a Raider fan, I know a lot of Raider fans, especially on Twitter, have been like, oh, this is the Raiders over again. This is the same thing. But it's getting frustrating because we were we were told in the beginning of the John Gruden era, that this was going to be different. Like John Gruden was really going to um, create this different culture. He's going to make some magic with the offense. You know, he's going to really tap into Derek Carr. And I think the one thing that John Gruden has done that he promised was, was Derek Carr. I think he really has up Derek Carr a little bit more. I always thought Derek Carr was great. And I think he's been really good with John Gruden. I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think we can say that he's been really bad, um, but the offense has stalled a lot over the years so far with John Gruden. There's a certain point at the season and mainly when we hit December, when it just is a dud, we just die offensively and defensively. And I know a lot of people want to say, well, it's Derek Carr. No, it's John Gruden. He doesn't, he's not creating things. He's not, He's not keeping the defense on their toes. He continues to do the same crap over and over. And by December, everyone's got a book on you. It's, it's nothing new. So they know how to stop you. Um, but um, this free agency has really, to me, and I think to you, Cody, as well, has really shown not only the true colors of Mike Mayock, who I've talked about um. You know, I feel like this is this is a last ditch effort for him. Um, and then John Gruden, who I think is still going to be safe, unfortunately, but I feel like it's shown his true colors of. He hasn't proven anything and he knows it. And so he's like trying to rebuild and be like, well, you know, we just haven't got everything in yet. So, I mean, Cody, initial thoughts you know, like something that you want to talk about with, with this whole thing. I mean, I mean, how are you feeling with free agency so far for the Raiders? 
I'm very, very, very disappointed about where it's heading. And uh, one of the main, one of the main things for me, and I know it happened early on, and I've, I've given you my wholehearted thoughts and feelings about this, and I'll same here. But the fact that we let go of uh, Rodney Hudson via trade for a third round pick to me tells me everything I need to know about the Raiders organization and the health of our internal uh, operations. Um, To me, Rodney Hudson, who's been with our organization for six years, I remember he was like one of the very first players that uh, Reggie McKenzie signed um, when he, I think his first year as being our GM, when we were really going through an entire like identity change from, you know, the disorganized functioning uh, football team to being somewhat respectable, even when we had Hugh Jackson in at one point in Jack Del Rio, um, Rodney Hudson was a staple of that. I mean, he was, he was there at the same time Carr was. And I think what upsets me is, you know, he's an all pro center that we essentially traded for a third round pick, but it had nothing to do with cap. And it was a year removed from a disappointing season which is you know they we were we had a trajectory to go into the playoffs and then we tanked um after our loss with the chiefs i think it was like week i think it was like week 10 or week 9 or something like that and uh you know that tells me everything i need to know about the raiders internally that a veteran that's been with us who an argument could be made that he is the one that's been helping uh helping bring up some of these young offensive linemen to play above what they're supposed to, you know, helped, um, help someone like uh, Denzel good really develop. Well, considering he was a kind of a fill in um, really helped, uh, uh, you know, Trent Brown kind of get acquainted with the Raiders. Um, you know, Rodney Hudson really helped in pass protection for Derek Carr to make sure that he's successful and the fact that we just, you know, we're okay trading him and not trying to reconcile whatever made us get rid of him tells me everything I need to know. I think this is a John Gruden kind of a deal because none of this chaos happened before John Gruden. Um, you know, and you can even make an argument that had not had John Gruden not been hired as the head coach, Mike Mayock would not have been the GM as well. And only John Gruden can alienate players such as Khalil Mack, Omari Cooper, um, Trent Brown, um, m- maybe even some cases Antonio Brown, which is probably like a Mayock and a, and a Gruden kind of deal, although AB is kind of like his own issue as well. Um, and then also essentially being on this hot and cold deal with our with Derek Carr. Is he good? Is he not good? Are we keeping him? Is he, you know, whatever's going on with that. And you know, we were essentially, we just needed the defense to be even more competitive. And we decided to essentially get rid of almost 80% of our offensive line. And yeah, have we made some defensive moves? Sure. But ultimately, to me, what was really disheartening is just the fact that Rodney Hudson was traded and he's been nothing more than a staple and all pro. And you don't get rid of players like that. You know, you just don't let go. You just don't let your best players walk away or you trade them. It's not like his play was declining. It's not like he had an outrageous contract. You know, this just tells me everything I need to know about the Raiders organization. And it's very disheartening. You know, as somebody that's been a Raiders fan my entire life, I mean, I was there when, you know, 
when we drafted Jeff George, I was there when we had Rich Gannon and, and went to the Super Bowl and lost our, our backsides off to the Buccaneers, who was coached by John Gruden, ironically. Um, I was there during the Jamarcus Russell years, um, mm-hmm. during the 17 different quarterbacks in a starting in a season at one point. So I was there through all of it, and I've seen them get better, but I've also seen them do, I don't know, the same song and dance for the last 20 years, which is they have somewhat small success, and then they've got to blow everything up and bring all these new pieces that don't know how to work together because you didn't keep your core intact. And the the one administration that kind of – or not administration, excuse me, the front office that had that with Khalil Mack, uh, Derek Carr, and Amari Cooper that was a solid foundation – Mm-hmm. only one player now remains which is Derek Carr and the organization has gone from this to this since then and so you know I, I just am lost for words at this point we've made some key acquisitions that you will and will bring up and I'll also give some opinion on but for the most part the Raiders are their own worst enemy you know they are getting too cute we have John Gruden that is trying to basically control everything. And we have Mike Mayock thinking that we can rebuild in the draft, which we don't know how to develop players because our rookies this past year weren't that great, but everybody else's were. So, yep. And you, you, we could, we can blame COVID uh, that it affects some players, but why is it affecting all the players that we drafted? Why is it not just affecting, you know, a few here and there, uh, not just on our team, but on other teams. I mean, Jerry Judy looked fine. Yeah. You know, um, Justin Jefferson looked great. You know, Justin Jefferson looked phenomenal. Uh, CD lamb looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, T Higgins looked really good. Phenomenal. Yep. So what's going on with us? And it's, it's a good point that you make, um, you know, and you've been on here, I don't know, probably for the last, three months <laughs> saying that same thing of our players aren't being developed. Like it's for some reason it's not working. Um, and I actually am looking at the uh, draft picks and, and you were right. Uh, the, the trade that we get for Rodney Hudson, uh, the third pick it is for this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the obsession is on the consecutive picks that they get every single year. I don't remember if you remember this last year, but when they got Brian Edwards and I think it was Lynn Bowden Jr. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both like back to back. Right. Okay. Remember we had that pick and then the very next pick we got them. Mm -hmm. We did that again this year. We have the 79th pick in the third round from Arizona. And now we have the 80th pick from us on the third round. Why? What what good does that do? Mm-hmm. We have pick one. Our first pick in round one is 17. Our next pick is 48, is a number 48 in the second round. That is 31 picks in between ours. That is insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, man, that's a long. And I mean, I know a lot of people are like, well, that's kind of the draft, but like, I feel like we could have got something like in between there, like instead of another third round pick, like we obviously need talent. We obviously need guys who are going to do this, but because Mayock is so confident in his draft. And again, I understand that he should, but no one else should think that he's good enough to do this. 
Like that that's my point. He has not proven that he is good at drafting. He's proven that he can get a lot of picks. That's what he's proven. He has not proven that he can get picks that hit. And you could also argue, as as I know you normally do, well, it's Gruden isn't also coaching these up. That's why this team sucks. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Raiders. I'm just talking about Mike Mayock and John Gruden. That's why they suck as a team together. Like they should not be in the same room anymore mm-hmm. unless they're just saying hi or unless they're doing TV because this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Gruden is like, yeah, you know, get these picks. I felt like the Rodney Hudson thing was John Gruden. You know how, well, you don't really, but I know how when you are drunk and you, um, you get to a certain point where literally anybody who says something just slightly different, it just, you're so sensitive to it. (laughs) Like, um, someone is like, uh, you know, say if you're like in a club or if you're in a in a bar or something, someone says, excuse me. Normally mm-hmm. people will say, oh, excuse me. You know, but if they said, excuse me, you would flip out. OK, when you're drunk, you just are like, whoa, what's wrong? I felt like John Gruden called Rodney Hudson and it was like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm not doing great, man. I, I just feel like we could be better. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. And he called Mike Mayock. Mayock, you know, uh, I just talked to Hudson, and he's not happy. He wants out. He said that pretty much. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I can probably get some picks for him. Yeah, I don't care. I don't want guys who don't want to be here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, I'll go I'll go make some calls. Call Arizona. Hey, we're. Uh, you need a center? Yeah, we do. You want Hudson? I'm sorry, did you say Rodney Hudson? Yeah, Rodney Hudson. <laughs> All right, Mayak, that's funny. No, I'm being serious. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> what do you want? Ooh, I don't want to shoot too high. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't start with a first round or a second round. Just give me anything. Uh, give me a third round. Okay, would you give us a seventh round? And Hudson for your third for our third round? Deal. I'm calling Gruden. Like, I feel like that was the conversation. That's how stupid and idiotic it was. Rodney Hudson not only helped that offensive line, but was really good friends with Carr. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this narrative already on Raiders Twitter. Well, obviously, none of these offensive linemen want to play with Carr. No. Did you see the whole thing about Donald Penn? Did you see he signed a one-day contract? He's saying, I love the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also mentioned Derek Carr in there. Interesting. It's not Derek Carr. Please stop blaming Derek Carr. It's already been proven. It's not Derek Carr. It's John Gruden and Mike Mayock. They're Mm -hmm. messing this team up. Derek Carr doesn't get told about what they're going to do until after it happens. You think Derek Carr didn't want Amari Cooper? Do you think that was the thing, Cody? I mean, do you think that he didn't want Cooper? I think he... I think if it was up to Carr and he didn't, this is him not saying anything, but I'll say it for him. I think if it was up to him, he would not have given up Carr or Cooper for anything. I think he would have, I mean, uh, Mac or Cooper or Hudson, they would not have yeah. left. They would all would have stayed, which you know would have funny? honestly made the most sense. You know, what's funny is Khalil Mack didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Why? There was one, there was one big reason that he didn't want to leave. 
Why, Cody? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Why? Because they were drafted the same year. It was a Khalil Mack and then Derek Carr. And both were big hits. Both were team captains, like almost immediately. Mm-hmm. It's not... You think Khalil Mack is in Chicago going, man, I'm so much happier with Trubisky? There's no way in heck that he wanted to be um, with Mitchell Trubisky. He wanted Derek Carr. And Mm -hmm. I guarantee you Khalil Mack was trying to get the Bears to go get Derek Carr. I guarantee it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so idiotic that people are still blaming Derek Carr. There's you have you literally have no leg to stand on now. Like you don't. And if you're saying it's Derek Carr, you're you're a problem. You're a problem and you need to go to a different fan base because I'm done. And even my wife, my wife is so done with Raider Twitter that she's like, I hope Derek Carr leaves just so he can be successful somewhere else. And I was like, babe. That's what I said. <laughs> She's like, I know, I know. I hear it all the time. But here's I'm, what's, I'm with you. Here's what's terrible, and this is what you told me on Apollo yesterday, is it's almost like John Gruden and Mike Mayock are setting up Derek Carr for failure by stripping him of the offensive line, the players that really protected him well, being somewhat mediocre, and then they're going to get him so-so weapons. Like, for example, we signed... John Brown, a wide receiver after we lost Nelson Aguilar to um, the Patriots. And John Brown's not a bad receiver, but I mean, he's not even a, yeah. th- a uh, he's not the, even third on the depth chart. If I had yeah. to give an opinion, the John Brown enthusiasts are all arguing, well, he was, he had 105 catches with the Bills. Yeah. The Bills also had like Stefan Diggs on the other side. So that kind of helps. And Cole Beasley had a ton of catches. So again, that kind of helps. Yeah. But like Nelson Aguilar was a little bit more of a taller receiver. John Brown's shorter than Henry Ruggs. So we are not looking for shorter, shorter receivers with speed. We're looking for route runners and, you know, we needed an upgrade. I'm still hoping that we go up for Galladay because he hasn't signed with anybody, but he's also not taken any. He, He did, uh, Oh, was there breaking news that I didn't hear about? Because I saw that he visited the Giants but didn't leave with a deal yet. So, You know what? You're right. I don't think he's committed yet, but I think I did see that he was visiting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere else other than the Giants. Sorry. You're, no, you're right. Fine. I would but, jump the gun on that one. But the point being is it feels like that Mayock and Gruden are just doing the bare minimum to say that they've gotten car help or done whatever, and yet they're going to let car fall on his face. So they have an excuse on not to re-sign him or to release him or to trade him. And truthfully, like I mentioned, I'll be surprised if Derek Carr is the Raiders quarterback after this season because of all this turmoil internally. I mean, Ronnie Hudson left without without any rhyme or reason Trent Brown left after what was it a year and a half I know I know Trent Brown had his own issues but we also let go of Gabe Jackson Um, there's just a handful of other things that we kind of played this offseason that just doesn't look good and another big one too is we let a former Raiders legend son so Kyle Long visited the Las Vegas Raiders left without a deal, but signed with the arch rivals, um, Kansas city chiefs to a, only a $5 million deal. And he was in quote, great shape when he arrived to the chief's facility. 
and they felt comfortable enough to sign him and the Raiders let him walk. And somebody on Twitter mentioned that it's because he saw how disorganized the organization was being ran and he didn't want to be a part of that. So I don't see Derek Carr being the Raiders quarterback after this because now we haven't even heard nothing about an extension that supposedly was supposed to happen. Um, and so I don't know. We're just in a world of chaos. And I mean, we're making decent defensive moves, but long term and offensively, we're just stepping back so far. And we're gonna be we're gonna be the laughing stock of the NFL come next come this uh season just because of how we're running operations. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Cody, let's let's take a break and when we come back, uh let's continue our conversation. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you so much uh, for continuing to listen to us uh, complain about the, <laughs> about Raiders football. Uh, not even the football side of it, the business side of it. It's just ridiculous. But I did want to mention we were kind of started off on a negative foot. Um, I do want to bring up the positives. Um, you know, I had said on here that I have been seeing that Richie Incognito uh, looked like he was going to be released. Um, and there were topics of they were going to re-sign him. And then the whole Kyle Long story came out, which I know you already hit on this, but it's just so funny that his dad literally played his whole career as a Raider. And he wanted to go play with the Raiders leaves goes to kansas city and immediately signs with kansas city and it's like well if that's not a telltale sign mm-hmm. of what's going on they even ask kyle long why did you sign here he goes well you know this is just a different organization this is this is an organization that you know is is really keen on on what they're doing and it's like if that wasn't a shot at the raiders like maybe he didn't really mean that but i think with everything that's going on right now and the only other team that he had met with were the Raiders. And then he immediately signs with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's a sign that he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go play with the Raiders. Uh, you know, my dad played there. I remember growing up around Oakland and Los Angeles and, you know, seeing my dad in 75 and tackling these dudes. And I want to go out there and I want to wear that 75 Jersey and I want to be in the black and silver. And he goes there and meets with John Gruden and Mike Mayock was like, no, I'm going to go to Kansas city. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so I, uh, I just, don't, I just, it, it is amazing. I am so, I'm so shocked that he left Las Vegas. Like it should not have happened that he left Las Vegas. Like it should have been such an easy decision that he signed with the Raiders and it doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. there's obviously issues there. Um, but let's talk about the positives now, as I said that I was going to, and I went right to the negative. Uh, Richie <laughs> Incognito, uh, we re-signed him. And I think the reason we released him was, I think also to get a shot at Kyle Long, but I think we were already going to re-sign him as it was mm-hmm. um, because they do really like Incognito. And he actually likes to be a Raider. Uh, that's one of the few people that do. So um, he wanted to he wanted to stay and uh, they were just basically they had to do it so they would restructure. So it wasn't like a stupid move where like, oh, we're going to move off you and we're going to go with Kyle Long. And then he didn't sign. And they're like, oh, hey, Richie, why don't you come back? It wasn't that it, it really was. It was a smarter move. The Raiders do know how to do some things. 
Um, then we have Nicholas Morrow. I thought that was a good re-signing for, for us. Uh, mm-hmm. He had his best year last year. Uh, it makes me a little nervous because it wasn't with Gus Bradley. So we'll see how he does. But he did he did just come off his best year. So um, And I don't think our linebacking core is really that bad. I think it is it's probably the strongest part of our defense. So I, I have no issue with re-signing him. Resign Jonathan Hankins. Uh, I think that's a good one. We signed Quentin Jefferson, which mm-hmm. is going to definitely help Jonathan Hankins. He's already our best defense tackle, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, then we signed today, just today as it was announced, Kenyon Drake uh, signed. And so now we have Drake and Josh in the backfield. Um, but I was so happy. I was so pleased that I tweeted out with our with the Drew Code account. I tweeted out, you know, it's great that we got Kenyon Drake, but who's going to block? Like, who's going to block for him? <laughs> like, how is this going to happen? And then we had been seeing like, you know, oh, you know, Kenyon Drake is going to play right tackle. <laughs> so uh, I've been having fun with that. But uh, the biggest signing that we've had so far is Yannick Ngakwe. And we got him early. And mm-hmm. I thought that was the smart, smart move. Um, Yannick Ngakwe is was one of the guys that I think you and I both had on our had on our list of guys who we should sign. He's still young. I believe he was 26 years old, mm-hmm. so he's still got a lot of football left, um, mm-hmm. which is good. I'm kind of hoping we sign another pass rusher so that way we can have a mixture of Crosby and Ngakwe and then whoever else we sign. Hopefully, mm-hmm. someone with some talent, not, you know, some nobody or just go through the draft. I'm, I'm really hoping we sign another guy and then yeah. we can focus the draft, you know, somewhere else. Um, you know, you mentioned John Brown. We got Solomon Thomas uh, from the Niners. He's kind of been a bust for the Niners. He's had some decent games here and there, uh, but overall he's struggled with injury. He's struggled. So, this is one of those that I don't think it's a bad signing. I think a lot of people were kind of like lifting it up as this is like a great thing. I think it's it's an oh it's a good thing. It's it's a good signing because uh, if it doesn't work out, you didn't really throw a lot of money at him. And if it does work out, you're getting him cheap. So it was it was a it was a good deal for for the Raiders. And then we just signed today as well Nick Martin, a center from uh, from the Texans. I did see a stat that he is one of seven players um, who only allowed one sack last year. So that's that's good. Do I think he's better than Rodney Hudson? No. I still would much rather have Rodney Hudson. And he's not much cheaper than Rodney Hudson. So, it, mm-hmm. again, it, to me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So, whatever. Um and then, uh, as we all know, all the really I'm not going to go down the releases because it's going to make me even more mad. But, um, <laughs> you know, overall, some of the signings, I think, have been OK. I'm not mm-hmm. upset. I know a lot of people were really upset about the Kenyon Drake. They're like, well, like, why are we signing a running back? We already have Josh Jacobs. Well, the whole idea is we want to have that one two punch. OK, the one two punch only works if you have an offensive line. Apparently, no one told Gruden or Mayock that. But the one, two punch is, is a, uh, is a viable option. Um, and that's why they're trying to do that. We'll see mm-hmm. how well this works. Cause right now I have like zero faith, zero faith in what Gruden and Mayock are doing. Like I know that is like blasphemy towards Raider nation, 
but I really have zero faith right now. Mm-hmm. And I know you are, you're still lower than I am on. You think the Raiders could possibly go six and 10 mm-hmm. this year. I'm still in the boat of, I think we can get to eight and eight. I don't think the offensive line is as bad as everyone's making it to be. Mm-hmm. We still don't have a right tackle though. Um, but, um, you know, I think, do we have a right guard? I was just thinking that about would be that. incognito. No, incognito is our left guard. Oh, good. We do have a right guard. Okay. I forgot. I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> we do. Uh, we just re-signed Denzel good and he will start. He's, he actually had a really good year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we just don't have a right tackle. That is actually someone I wouldn't be completely upset with if we go after in the draft i would be okay with that because i Mm -hmm. do think our offensive line is pretty much solid i think colton miller has actually improved a lot i wasn't super fond of the pick i don't think it still was worth it because we could have got him way later Mm -hmm. like we could have got khalil and farrell way later but you know another story for another time but you know it was one of those picks that was kind of why did we go so early on him but You know, he's been good. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kind of hard to say that was a whiff. I mean, it really wasn't because he's been productive and he plays, which is good. Yeah. Um, and then Incognito, since he's been a Raider, I think he's been injured maybe once or twice and he doesn't stay out for long. Um, obviously, we have Nick Martin at the center now. You know, we'll see what he does. I mean, he was with a Texans team that it seemed like Deshaun Watson was running a lot. So. Not super hopeful with that one. Um, Denzel good. Like I said, he's good. And then we just need a right tackle. So, um, you know, we do have John Simpson. Maybe they're going to have him go out there. I like Simpson. I think he's good. Um, But I think he's been more groomed towards guard. So I don't know if, I don't know if he'll, um, I don't know if he'll play right tackle, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think our offensive line is okay. Um, Free agency, I think we need to focus on safeties and DBs. We just mm-hmm. lost Eric Harris. Um, we let go of LaMarcus Joyner, which we needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we have, as of right now, Jeff Heath and Jonathan Abram as our safeties, Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett uh, as our corners. I mean, I like Arnett. I think he'll be good, but he's got to develop, and you know, Gruden's proven he can't develop yet. Uh, Mullen has been good, um, but he came into the league ready to play, so I'm not going to give Gruden credit for that one. <laughs> so, man, it's just it's a hot mess. We we need. I think we need to get after another pass rusher. I think that'll help. Mm-hmm. We need to get at least one guy. Um, well, I would say two, but. Uh, at least one guy in the defensive back category, and then you can focus everything else on the draft. Maybe go after a receiver. I want them to go after a receiver, but I would prefer DB. I, I can mm-hmm. live without getting a receiver in free agency and, and going after them in the draft, but you know, you kind of have to sign those guys first. So, yeah, so you're absolutely right. I've been saying for this week, especially, that this Raiders team is going to be lucky to be six and 10. Um, here's why they finished the year at eight and eight. And we all agreed that defense was their issue. Everybody agreed. 
And what do they do? They get rid of their top three offensive linemen, create another issue where we don't have offensive linemen now, and we still need defensive players. So now not only do we need offensive line and defensive players, we are trying to sign defensive players. And then we added, I mean, Kenyon Drake's a nice pickup, but I think he was an unnecessary pickup. We didn't need to pick up really a backup running back at this point. And you actually made a good point, And I didn't, I forgot to tell you this on polo, but um, you had mentioned that you saw uh, Philip Lindsay get um, basically released or parted ways with, uh, with the Broncos. And you were like, Oh, that'd be a good pickup for the Raiders. And I actually agree. Like I would, and I know that you're a little higher on Kenyon Drake than I, than um, I am, and I know that you like him over Philip Lindsay, but I think I would like Philip Lindsay just because he makes more sense in the rotation than a Kenyon Drake. I feel like Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacob would be fighting for like starting position, and they don't really counter each other very well. Like they're both kind of the same player, just one is slightly more experienced than the other. And I feel like Philip Lindsay is a good good between the tackles kind of a running back where Josh Jacobs kind of bounces on the outside. And he's a little bit more shifty in my opinion, at least from what I see in terms of um, how Josh Jacobs runs. But, you know, we go from having one issue where we just need to address the defense to now having multiple issues. Like we let Nelson Aguilar walk. So now we need to find a legit wide receiver to kind of replace him you know, jury still out on Brian Edwards, who we drafted, I think in the third round, um, who we had a lot of high hopes for, but we don't know how he is going to develop in year two. Um, and then we bring in John Brown, who wasn't really necessary. He's kind of like a Henry Ruggs 2.0, but you know, we'll see. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our, I would like to see another edge rusher, but we really need to focus on safety and, and defensive backs like immediately. Um, I saw that uh, Xavier Woods from um, uh, he's a safety from the Cowboys um, is still available in free agency. Uh, I saw Malcolm Butler is available. Richard Sherman is still available. I think these, there's a lot of experience in cornerbacks that we can sign. Um, And same thing with safeties. I would actually kind of prefer if we um, sign just one more like middle linebacker, who's good in coverage, just because I feel like that our linebacking court is decent, but we need, more linebackers that are that are smart coverage players because that's like they always seem to get lost when they're supposed to like when they're trying to make assignments on who's blocking who or who's uh covering the running back or or whatever there seems to be a lot of like you know who's covering who mix-ups but you know I think the Raiders like I mentioned will be lucky to be six and ten there's some decent moves they made defensively that that I hope work out, but I just am not confident in them, how they're drafting. I don't feel like that this draft is going to produce them players that are good enough to replace who we've lost. And, you know, we've, like I mentioned, we had one issue where we need to address the defense and then it goes from addressing the defense to now having to address like 15 different issues all because John Gruden decided that, Oh, we're just going to blow everything up, but we're still going to make the playoffs, even though we haven't made the playoffs since he's been our head coach. So, (laughs) yeah, man, it's, um, I just, it's so frustrating that like, I mean, I feel like we could, we could go after like a Casey Hayward because 
he was under Gus Bradley with the Chargers. I think that would be a good signing and someone who knows mm-hmm. knows the defense, who could also kind of be a leader to uh, Trayvon Mullen, to uh, Damon Arnett, and kind of help them grow. Uh, you know, do I think Casey Hayward fills you know that big of a hole? Mm, I mean, I don't think he's I don't think he's that great, but I do think he is solid. You know, he's reliable. And really, that's what we need right now. We need reliable. Um, You know, Mullen had a couple of games where he just really didn't show up. But for the most part, he was consistent. But on the other side of it, no one was consistent. So uh, if you have a Hayward there, I think uh, I think that actually helps you automatically. Um, And then, you know, the safety position. I like Jeff Heath. Um, To be perfectly honest, would I be okay if he was our safety? I would be okay. Uh, you know, it's not my first choice, but I, as I've said to you, I feel like the Raiders need to go into like a three, four defense, put Abram at like the fourth linebacking spot and, um, you know, kind of have play him as a hybrid, like, okay, you can have him cover, you know, a running back coming out of the backfield. That's not, you know, those routes aren't too difficult. So you can cover those fairly easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have him blitz. You can have him just a quarterback spy. You could have him do a lot of things and then have another safety. So you have Jeff Heath and then whoever you sign back there. Um, And then you have your, your corners and, and your other three linebackers. And, and um, you know, you could have a, a, a Max Crosby, on one side, Ngakwe on the other, and then Jefferson in the middle, and obviously rotate, you know, him and, and Hankinson. Mm-hmm. I think that would be your best option for coverage. Um, you know, but I don't think that's what they're doing. I, I, I think they believe in Jonathan Abram and and I'm not saying they shouldn't, but his coverage is a really big problem. Mm-hmm. And that was our huge problem was coverage, like defensive coverage was not very good. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to think. Um, uh, you know, the, the Raiders have never been, the guy who have never been the team that can sign the big name. You know, mm-hmm. we got a Randy Moss one time, you know, we had that Jerry Rice one time, you know, every now and then we get these hits, but recently it just feels like we trade all of our good players for picks. And, you know, John Gruden makes the statement of, well, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, if, if we had Khalil Mack, we wouldn't have, you know, Josh Jacobs. We wouldn't have Trent Brown. We wouldn't have all these. And basically you have none of them except for Abram and Jacobs. Like those are the only guys you kept. Um, and to be honest, it's been worse. Like I look at it now and it's like, we should have Khalil Mack and our defense would have been just that much better. Mm-hmm. And I wish we would have re-signed Aguilar. And we didn't. Um, I wish we would sign Kenny Galladay. We still have a chance. Uh, You know, I've heard Juju Smith might be going to the Jets. You know, even if we sign Juju Smith, I would be happy. I'm not saying I don't like Juju Smith. I just don't think he fits our offense. But, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of John Brown doesn't either, as you mentioned. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not the the best route runner. He's not the best hands. He's a he's a good receiver. Not great. 
It's not excellent. I wouldn't say I, I would I would almost put him in the okay category. He's mm-hmm. serviceable. But a lot of people are like, well, he had 105 catches, and, and you and I were talking about this before. And yeah, he had 105 catches, but you know, it helps when he had Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley having career years. Mm-hmm. So what what does that do? Defenses start doubling them. Go to John Brown. He's open. Of course he is. I think John Brown is fine. I, I don't think he's a bad receiver, but he doesn't really fill what we needed. Mm-hmm. We needed someone who was solid. And John Brown is, is not, to be honest, he's not solid. Henry Ruggs proved last year he's not solid. Our, our biggest solid receiver right now is Darren Waller. And if that is all, if this is who we go with for the rest of the year, um, teams are going to double team Waller like crazy, like they did, with, like the Patriots did. And Waller is going to have a real down year. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be good for the Raiders. And I saw, and I did see a story too about uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, I did see that uh, they asked him to take a pay cut to $3 million versus like the $10 million that he's owed. Yeah. Um, you know, I would imagine he's not going to take that. And I, no. if I were Mariota, I would say no. And be like, yeah, I want to go to a different team. Because there are other teams that would still... I mean, even though the Bears just signed Andy Dalton, which makes me laugh. At least, thank God for the Bears, by the way. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for the Bears, we you're right. We would be the laughing sock of the NFL. But thank God the Bears signed Andy Dalton. God bless you, Chicago. Anyway. I, uh, I still think that Chicago's a decent team, even with Andy they're, Dalton. They made the freaking playoffs. <laughs> I think they're better with Andy Dalton than they are with Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky. So. Yes. But, you know, with them being like, oh, yeah, we're going to go after Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, we're going to go after Deshaun Watson. And then we sign Andy Dalton. Like, thank God that happened because <laughs> otherwise all focus would be on us. Um, but I can't um, wait until we do our NFL team like record predictions again because when we get to the Patriots, we're like, I don't know, like 14 and two because they're just signing everybody. Jeez. They spent so yeah. much money. Bill Belichick says, yeah. You think I'm done? I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, Find everybody. You think he wasn't watching the Super Bowl? He obviously oh, was my watching. God, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Tell me you're um, without telling me you're petty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if I were Mariota, I would say, you know, no, I'm not going to sign that. I'll go somewhere. I mean, Chicago would take him. Um, I think I even think would be a good. Uh, yeah, Washington. Um, I think. Um, oh, who is the team? I was thinking. I'm, I would think maybe Miami. Um, because okay. he's kind of the opposite of what Tua is. And they just lost. Uh, fits magic so mm-hmm. um i wouldn't be 100 percent surprised if miami made it do i think he will no i don't uh you know who would be good would be maybe the texans too i know they just signed taylor but you can have Mariota, and actually i a little think bit of an upgrade i would not be surprised if san fran made a play for Mariota because uh jimmy g's uh not really reliable anymore in terms of injury so I would not That's be surprised if San Fran, just because I feel like uh, um, Kyle Shanahan would really like the mobility of 
Mariota, and he's got a decent arm. It's not the greatest, and he's he's a little accurate, but don't ask him to throw it like six, a 60-yard bomb or anything. But, yeah, you know, I feel like that he would be – I feel like that that would be a, a decent place for him to wind up. Yeah. I know we're over time, but I do want to hit on this. It, it kind of blows my mind that we um, – that we – dropped all these off we traded all these offensive linemen we traded rodney hudson we traded gabe jackson uh we traded trent trent brown uh we let go of incognito for a little bit for a while it was just colton miller for like a brief moment we only had colton miller um but it is actually very surprising that we re-signed theoretic as you had said we signed Kenyon drake we signed Josh Jacobs, um, which I, I'm not I'm not opposed to. But why didn't we just let go of Jalen Richard? He's kind of got he doesn't have a huge contract, but why do we need four running backs? I know he's got a good rapport with Carr, but at this point, if you're paying good money for Drake and then you keep Theo Riddick, Theo Riddick kind of fills the void of what you were using Richard for anyway. And he's a bigger running back than Richard. Richard is kind of shifty. Yes, I know, but he's small. He's not a power guy, so he's not a great running back. He's mm-hmm. more of a good passing pass catching back. And Theo Riddick really, can do that. He's also pretty prominent though in the, in the punt return game. And that's, that's kind of like a lost art for him. So I see like, I think he's more or less kept on for special teams reason. And he fills in for running back when needed. Cause I remember the year that we drafted him and he was productive, but we slid him over to special teams and he has done better there than he has at running back. So I can see yeah. why keeping him, but I, I mean, I also question why are we, um, why are we holding on to, you know, certain players still now, like, um, you yeah. know, Zay Jones, I know we re-signed him and, you know, I remember like three seasons ago when we traded for him, cars working out with him. He worked out with him all off season last year and the year before that. And he has like what ten total catches all year, so I just I'm waiting for him to pop because we've re-signed him and we're keeping him on, but I don't see any pro- productivity. I don't know is it because he's just not very good at separating from the line? Is he is he not understanding the playbook already? I mean, yeah, I'm just curious why he's sticking around and and we're not seeing very much production out of him. So again, I know we're over time, but. I did want to bring this up. I I shot out a conspiracy theory towards you and you had mentioned it earlier, but I do feel like this is a them getting rid of those three offensive linemen that we did. I feel like it's a ploy to use Derek Carr as a scapegoat. I think it's Mike Mayock saying, okay, if it doesn't work, then I have my scapegoat of, well, we gave Derek, we signed Nick Martin. We signed um, uh, we re-signed Richie Incognito. We have Colt Miller. Um, you know, Jonathan Simpson has done really good. We re-signed Denzel Good. Uh, and we just had to draft a right tackle. He could have made it work, and he didn't, you know. That's Mayock using Carr as a scapegoat, and I do also feel like that's Gruden saying, well, this is why I need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And so... Not only does that save him this year, but it'll save him next year and then two 
maybe two years after that. And that almost takes him to his contract. Like, and I, and I, you know, obviously they're not that smart at getting all these signings, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> I feel weird talking bad about them, but it's just, it's, it's been nothing but, uh, you know, crap show for us right now. And I don't know. I just feel like this is the last year of Derek Carr's contract. There was talks of extensions. Now where have those gone? You know? Yeah. All of a sudden now we have all these signings. And uh, I'm telling you, I feel like it is a scapegoat. And if I'm Derek Carr, to be truthful, if I'm Derek Carr right now and I see what's going on and they're getting rid of, they got rid of Khalil Mack, who is my friend. They got rid of Amari Cooper, who was really a good friend to him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got rid of Rodney Hudson, who for, uh, I think they were pretty much best friends on the team because they were always talking to each other. Um, they get rid of Trent Brown and Derek Carr had nothing but Trent Brown's back every time. There's so much talk about this year about Trent Brown. Oh, what, what's going on? How come he's not playing? And Derek Carr went on Twitter right away and was like, dude, this guy almost died. It was the free, it was like, you guys need to leave him alone. Like he was on him. And in the middle of the season, Derek Carr does not tweet. Like he's usually, you know, studying. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really do feel like if I'm Derek Carr, I'm not, re- I'm not signing an extension. I'm going to play the field because I know next year, Chicago is going to want me. Seattle might want might want you um, and there's going to be some more teams that are going to want a quarterback and Derek Carr will be there with open arms <clears throat> yeah I mean uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting season it's going to be an interesting rest of the free agency I know that there's still a lot of it left to do but it's not a good opening time for them, and I am completely buying into your supposed conspiracy theory. I think that there is some sort of ploy to pull the rug under Derek Carr's feet and uh, claim that they gave him what he wanted but didn't really and then give them a reason not to pay him or extend him, and then he's going to move on to whatever team needs a quarterback or whatnot. So it's disappointing. It's frustrating. It's a, a typical Raiders thing. Really, it hasn't felt like this dysfunctional since the last time John Gruden was a Raider, which was like 20 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I am sorry that we went so long, but we, we felt very passionate about this whole offseason. Um, you know, if it had been good things, I think we would have still done the same thing. Um, but for sure with this this crap show that we have been seeing with John Gruden with Mike Mayock, we have been on here for about uh, a few months now talking about, you know, we're not happy with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I felt like it was only right that we just had free reign range today and, and just talk about, you know, whatever we want. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry, guys, but 
we we had to get it out you know we had been talking all week about it and we just like this is what we got to do for true code for sure so yeah. <laughs> so um as we had said on the in the uh in the beginning guys go go check out our uh facebook twitter and instagram which is uh drew code sports talk uh also uh go um like and comment on all our stuff you know we try and tweet as much as we can uh you know we try and instagram as much as we can and uh you know facebook we'll we'll post a little bit usually what we post on instagram so um go check it out and um also go check out our youtube uh, subscribe and also like and comment on the videos tell us what you think hey maybe we're way off maybe we're just so negative and you kind of have a positive spin on it. I'd love to hear from you because right now I can't see a lot of positive. <laughs> um, so I, and I would love to be, be like, Oh, you know what? I never thought of that. So please. Right. Set me straight. <laughs> um, but um, go check it out, please. We, we always want to hear from you guys, of course. Um, and then uh, go check out all the, uh, the podcasts. We're on all the major podcasts, which is Google, Apple, uh, iHeart, and uh, Spotify. Go subscribe, rate, and review. Anything and everything does help. Uh, if it's a five-star, let us know what we're doing right so we can continue that. If it's a one-star, let us know what we're doing wrong so we can fix that. So we appreciate that. And go check out fnxfitness.com. Like we had said, go check out their supplements. I love it. I am in love with this stuff. I promise you, um, I'm not really a... Um, a protein snob or a creatine snob or any of these supplement snob but i do love their stuff i have uh messed with some different stuff and this so far has been my favorite so go check it out it's really really good stuff um and uh cody can actually tell you uh that they got really cool gear uh he's obviously wearing the hat right now if, if you're looking on youtube anyway he's wearing that the fnx fitness hat which is really it's a really cool all black hat and it has their logo in black as well it's, that's uh that's a cool hat they got sunglasses they got uh face masks they got uh shirts workout pants shorts all this stuff so go check them out please 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 uh, they are great. And Cody will tell you how to get 15% off of your whole purchase. That's right, guys. Go to uh, DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. On the bottom of our page, we have a partner's link that you click on. And then there's a special link that's dedicated strictly for you guys. You guys click on that, begin your shopping. When you guys check out, you use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your total purchase. And with their spring line about to launch, uh, we usually get ver- like a ton of text messages or emails from the FNX fit line, um, especially when you sign up for their emails that you will probably get like free shipping or 50% off certain items. So they always have really good deals going on. Um, and just don't forget to use the promo code drew code 15 when you're checking out as well. So while you guys are on our website though, you guys can listen to our podcast directly on the website. If you guys don't want to subscribe to any other platforms, you guys can listen to it directly on the website. Like I mentioned, you guys can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. You guys can subscribe to the podcast platform. You prefer, you guys can leave us a comment, ask us a question, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. It's all on the website. So go to drewcodesportstock.com and you guys can see all of that stuff there. See pictures of us, uh, about there's an about us section. So you guys get to know us a little bit. Um, there's also a new blog that, uh, Drew will be kicking back on from last year regarding the San Francisco giants. 
We will forgive him for not posting this past Monday because he was obviously dealing with uh, with an illness in the house, but he will explain to you guys his new blog. And uh, obviously there's some exciting news happening in the Giants organization and you'll you'll be the first one to hear it on the blog. So Drew will go ahead and finish telling you guys about that. Yeah, um, as Cody said, obviously I was dealing with sickness my whole family was doing sickness basically so um i you know i was going to start last week but uh this week i definitely am going to start i should be posting every monday um and uh, i'll try and do it as early as i can so that way it'll be up for the whole week um but you know life happens so i may not be able to do it exactly when i want to do it uh, but for the most part, yes, I am going to be writing about Giants stuff, uh, anything and everything San Francisco Giants. Um, it's a real easy read. I try and keep it at three paragraphs, so go check it out. Um, like I said, if if you're a slow reader, it'll probably take you like five minutes maximum. And, um, you know, if you're a fast reader, it'll probably take you like a minute or two. So. Believe me, it's it's a real easy read. I'm not a huge guy who likes to write. I'm not a huge guy who likes to read. So that's why I try and keep this stuff as little as I can. So that way uh, you can read it and it's full of information. It doesn't just sound like I just crammed everything into one little sentence. So, uh, But yeah, it is, it is something that I'm going to be doing throughout the season from now until, you know, baseball stops pretty much. So... Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I feel like the Giants are a team that could possibly get in the playoffs. I know that's uh, not so popular of an opinion, but, you know, I, I really do feel like uh, this is a good year for the Giants. So believe me, I'll have a lot of positives, but there'll probably be a lot of times where I am very, very upset. <laughs> and those are those are some good ones. And then when I'm really positive, sometimes I'm a little um overly positive so it sounds like i'm just delusional but hey it's a fun read anyway so go check it out awesome all right guys well that's pretty much it again as reminders don't forget to visit drewcoatsportstalk.com uh like follow share on facebook twitter and instagram drewcoatsportstalk and also subscribe to the podcast on any preferred platform that you prefer whether it be apple google or spotify with that being said you guys please don't forget to wear your mask i know that some states have already lifted the mandate but please protect one another be safe be kind to one another. Uh, also, hashtag stop the um, stop Asian hate. I mean, I don't know why this is needing to be said and why it's turning into this yeah. big epidemic, but it is uh, scaring a lot of folks out there. Um, my wife and my wife's family comes from Asian descent, so they are really fearful right now. So, yeah, um, you know, it's there's no reason to to continue on this hate-stricken streak of beating people up or assaulting them just because of fear or ignorance. So I think if anything has taught us anything from 2020, especially with like the George Floyd murder or, you know, any of the other assaults or things that we witnessed in 2020, uh, it's that we don't need any sort of this racial hatred or any of this tension that's going on right now. So we need to yeah. need to come together. It's 2021. It's time to pull together and move on, grow up, um, help out one another. And if you see hate and violence, we need to stop it immediately. So, But anyways, guys, with all that being said, please be kind to one another. Again, wear your mask and we will see you guys next week. So thank you for listening. Raiders, you make me drink. Look at this.